Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Yesterday marked the first ever Alberta Day uh, with ceremonies taking place, opening ceremonies taking place at the legislature. Today and tomorrow, we're going to have events taking place right across the province. In Calgary, they're focused on Prince's Island Park, and in Edmonton, they'll be at the legislature grounds. And joining us now to tell us about Alberta Day and uh, what the hopes and dreams are for Alberta Day, we have Premier Jason Kenney. Uh, Premier, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. For sure. Good to be here, Shay. Thanks very much. So, yeah, it's our first ever Alberta Day, uh, and I guess it's a, it's a few days, as a matter of fact, the way it's shaping up. Um, what, what's your hope? What's your dream? What's your vision of Alberta Day and what it'll come to mean in this province? Well, you know, we became a province on September the 1st, 1905, and we had a huge party then, but never since. And that's unfortunate, because I think Alberta's worth celebrating. Of course, uh, uh, many folks get together in, in ways big and small on Canada Day to celebrate our country. I think Alberta's worth celebrating. We're a unique place. Uh, as I say, we've created one of the most prosperous and generous societies in the world. Alberta's a day's away to, well, just have some fun, but also uh, show some gratitude for the folks who've gone before us to build the province and, and celebrate uh, everything that we are. So uh, with that, this is our first effort. I, I'm not expecting... Uh, giant crowds because people aren't used to it yet. We've, we have uh, uh, only had a, a few weeks to, to promote it, but um, if people are looking for some family-friendly activities uh, on Saturday at Princess Island Park in Calgary and Edmonton, the legislature grounds, uh, Brett Kissel will be headlining a great lineup of uh, Alberta-based uh, musical acts and uh, family-friendly activities. So uh, a good way to end out the summer um, enjoy the long weekend, but also celebrate Alberta. Yeah, and as you say, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Breakfast will be playing a show tomorrow afternoon in Calgary and then tomorrow evening in Edmonton, sort of the headliner. Uh, but, you know, as you say, events taking place throughout the day and in, in a number of communities around the province. Um, well, I've got you. Can I ask you a couple of questions about uh, news of the day? Uh, I have no doubt that you were going to do that anyway, Shay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to start with uh, our Lieutenant Governor Selma Lakani yesterday talking about the fact that she may not sign into law the Sovereignty Act. First of all, do you think that's an appropriate um, action by the Lieutenant Governor to speak about a bill before it's even been drafted, and especially in the middle of a leadership race? Well, she was asked unprompted questions by media, and I think she gave general answers about her duties as lieutenant governor, that if she faces something problematic, she would take on expert advice and consider uh, all the constitutional principles. So I think she was trying to uh, uh, deflect and say that, that as the lieutenant governor, she has responsibilities, and uh, she would exercise them thoughtfully. Do you agree with her? Does she? I mean, what is the role of the lieutenant governor? Is, is she a rubber stamp, as a lot of people think, or should she be injecting herself into... Um, you know, lawmaking in this problem. She's not an elected representative. Well, the lieutenant governor represents the queen. And in our uh, system of government, the, the parliament, or in our, our case, the, the legislature, 
is made up of the elected members and the sovereign or the representative. So her office is part of the lawmaking process. And that was very clear here in Alberta, 1936, Shay. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the reasons we need to celebrate Alberta Day is to know our history. In 1936, the Aberhart government passed a bunch of flagrantly unconstitutional laws, um, mainly about pretending Alberta had uh, power to print money. And uh, the lieutenant governor um, did not grant them royal assent. Uh, on the grounds that they were just flagrantly outside the constitutional authority of the province and the legislature. And that created a constitutional crisis. Uh, God forbid we should ever be in a situation like that again. Uh, that's why I spoke out uh, in January and December about uh, this the cockamamie so-called Sovereignty Act. It's, it's really the Anarchy Act, or as one conservative constitutional scholar puts it, the Alberta Suicide Act. Um, I, I, you know, it, it would put the lieutenant governor in a very awkward position for the legislature to pass a law saying that it will not enforce the laws. That is without precedent. Uh, at least in Canadian and perhaps in, in British parliamentary history. So, uh, and it would also send a devastating message about investor confidence in the province. I just came off a, uh, investor trip to Korea talking to multi-billion dollar funds about bringing money to this province to create jobs. And if the legislature passes a law or the government proposes one, saying that we will rip up contracts, we won't enforce court orders, we'll ignore the rulings of the Supreme Court, we'll choose which laws we enforce, we'll ignore the Constitution. Well, what investor in their right mind would put money at risk in Alberta, who would enter into an agreement with the government of Alberta? So this is a very serious problem, and it wasn't created by the lieutenant governor, but by people who are proposing that the lawmaking body should in fact break the law. If we're talking about how inappropriate it is for the lieutenant governor to speak on this issue, what about you? Is it not incredibly inappropriate for the sitting premier who's on the way out? I mean, it's a lame duck administration. As you know, you're gone October 6th to be injecting yourself. In, I mean, you're attacking the primary platform plank of one of the front runners in the leadership race. Is that something you should be doing in your capacity in the role you're feeling right now? So, Shay, I continue to speak to important issues on this particular one. Uh, this this thing was proposed in September of last year. I was asked to comment on it several times in public. I did so. I'm simply repeating now what I said then, long before there was a leadership campaign or anybody, uh, any particular leadership campaign made it part of their campaign. So, you know, I continue to stand for my convictions that I have for my entire life in public, uh, my entire time in public life. One of them, Shay, is the rule of law. And one of them is the need to grow Alberta's economy and create jobs. That means investor confidence. It, it, uh, so I will uh, continue to say what I've said for months about this, long before the leadership campaign, that we need uh, to focus on jobs and the economy, getting pipelines built. If, um, if provinces start deciding which federal laws they enforce and which they ignore, that's a message to B.C. to ignore the ruling of the Supreme Court of Canada uh, on approving the uh, Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. Uh, and so uh, it, that's why I call it the Anarchy Act. It's exactly what I said about this in January, and my position hasn't changed. Um couple of other issues, if I can squeeze them in. Uh, this massive surplus we're dealing with, more than $13 billion. You announced that you're going to re-index income tax to inflation. A lot of Albertans pleased about that, but you're not re-indexing AISH. Um, and a lot of people very upset about that. Why not? Why would you not re-index AISH to inflation and, I mean, provide that kind of relief for the most vulnerable in our society? Well, first of all, AISH was created in the mid-80s. It was never indexed uh, through its entire history until like for uh, i think three months uh, um in uh, in 2019 
Uh, it goes up periodically uh, when uh, there are adjustments, and I'm sure that will happen at some point in the future. It is 40% more generous than the next most generous uh, assistance program for persons with disabilities. Uh, and uh, we also have a, a very generous uh, system which allows folks on age to uh, make earned income without it being deducted from their payments. And, and many of those folks also receive other social benefits, including uh, subsidized housing, uh, federal benefits and the like. So, um, look, the, uh, the reality is that uh, we didn't want to de-index uh, the tax code, the tax brackets, but we had to take some fiscal action without to avoid the healthcare cuts and to get our provinces finances back in order. We promised that as soon as uh, that we had done so, we would restore indexation of the personal income tax system. Which, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, last one here before I let you go. With uh, the fact that you're no longer going to be premier within a month, how cognizant are, are you of the fact that the things that you're saying, the things that you're doing, the things that you're deciding in the coming days and weeks and the ones this week, um, you're sort of going to be handing that to whoever becomes leader of the province and sort of dictating some of the direction that they have to try and navigate. Would it not be better to stand back, be that placeholder that typically happens in this situation, and allow them to chart their own course free of whatever happens in the meantime? Well, uh, Shay, I, I was uh, elected as the leader of a party with what, the largest number of votes in Alberta electoral history, uh, over a million votes for the first time ever, with a very specific mandate, and I, I continue to implement that uh, mandate. Uh, we are keeping our commitments. Uh, we committed to restore indexation as soon as we uh, had the province's finances on a solid footing. That's what's happened. On that case, for example... If we had not acted on this now, we, we need to give Ottawa several months' notice in order to retool um, the uh, tax collection, uh, the rates that they will apply uh, in, in the, for the current tax year. So there are certain things we simply have to do now. Uh, and I just continue to get the job done. You know, that, being in, in Korea, for example, to promote investment in Alberta is doing exactly what I should be doing, using my, my connections and, and position uh, to promote the best interests of Alberta. Uh, Premier Kenny, as always, I thank you for joining us today. Appreciate your time.